You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 7, Episode 18, Letter to Bruce Geller, September 15th, 1964. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, all you Trek fans. Hey, all you history buffs especially. I even think you canonistas, I say that lovingly, and you tech heads are going to get a kick out of today's show. We've got a new special guest on with us this week, and you may get a, a hint as to who our guests might be and what we're going to be talking about if you go over to our Facebook page and, of course, take a look at this week's documents. Our, hey, when we say the Trek Files, we mean the Trek Files. Take a look at those documents over there. We're going to be going back to, yes, the original series days um, with another key eyewitness <laughs> to those days and in a way you might not be expecting. So take a look at the documents. Hang on. Here's an audio sample of one of them. But you want to stick around and I'll be right back with our guest today. Subject is Carrie Foster, age 21, who did an excellent small role work for us on The Lieutenant, appearing in several episodes. Intend to use her again when I get the new show into production. In the meantime, would like to see she stays working and training, even in small roles. All right. All right, Trekophiles, spelled with an F. There's your clue to today's show. I'm so thrilled. Listen, here's how here's how the Trek Files goes. Oftentimes, we're going through Gene's actual drawers full of paper, right? And we come across uh, we come across letters like you're seeing before you now, and think, "Wow, here's Gene doing this on behalf of an old friend." Gosh, I wonder what happened to that young woman. <laughs> Guess what? We came across her today. That's her, you're here, there. Listen, I'm so thrilled to, to uh, welcome to the show and talk about this era and, and a part of her life uh, that intersects with Star Trek and Jean. Uh, you know her from those letters and her early stage work as Carrie Foster, but it's Emmy Lou Crawford today. Emmy Lou, I'm so thrilled you could join us today oh, on the Trek Files. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. This has been a thrill. I, I can't tell you how um, how I feel about all of this uh, energy and attention to work that I did 55 years ago. Yeah, oh, it's like goodness. finding some old trunk, right, in the basement. <laughs> right? Or it was yeah. put away and I had, you know, my children didn't even know. I'll tell you that. Really? <laughs> really. I mean, they knew, but they didn't have any idea the extent. They didn't know that you had been an Orion that had been deleted from history. Wow. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Just it. Just so, packed her in. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, was Carrie okay. Foster completely a stage name? Yes. Yes. We're going to start with, with the cage, but actually we can back up into the lieutenant, as Jean mentions there. What? What brought you to that point? Um, let's see. I had an acting teacher, Vince, I can't remember his last name, and he was also the coach at Metro Goldwyn Mayer. And Gene was starting to write, mm -hmm. and he he sold the lieutenants. But before that, he had had a show, 333 Montgomery Street. Right. And Which was the pilot that DeForest Kelly starred in about the real-life uh, San Francisco attorney. Right, Jake Ehrlich. Right. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. 
And so, well, all of that is a story in itself. But uh, on the lieutenants, he, I was at the studio and... Uh, and this is Gene's actual series that lasted one year. Right. I was already but- at the studio working with Vince mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the, the, the players that were, um, um, that were on, that were on the, on the lot, like Linda Evans and people like that. I wasn't one of them. They were the contract players, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Metro Golden Mare was still doing that. And maybe some of the, the old other studio students system. were too. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was on that and I did a couple of of scenes and I guess from that Gene felt confident enough to put me on yeah. on the lieutenants now, so. now there's another part of the story but before were you just background like people in a diner no or people no in, I what, had what lines in that oh okay oh yeah okay uh, I can't remember now the show I did that had lines yeah it was um with the one with Chad Everett Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. But now we're talking about your acting and you've that been was dancing. Yeah. Dancing and acting along through there. But there's a lot closer link. <laughs> a yes, much more neighborly link to there Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek. Oh, yes, Why don't you just course. unload that on us? Oh, okay. Beginning with your dad, right? Well, my dad. And first it was my mom who was close with Eileen in high school. Oh, okay. So and Eileen is Gene's high school, first so wife. She knew Gene back in the day a -hmm. long time ago so they they were friends before my dad entered the picture and then um oh they separated you know the war Mm -hmm. and all of that but um i guess when we came to riverside gene was there and he was also you know he was to keep up his training he would train as a pilot and my dad was his pilot trainer oh okay so, now this was yeah. after the war or during no the war? during yeah okay okay that's what i wanted so, to get there 43 yeah, army, is in 43 army air forces your dad 44. was gene's pilot trainer mm-hmm. he was training pilots and so um yeah so they got back together the families right the friends uh-huh. and i happened to be the first baby between them so i always felt with gene that i held a special place and he told me i did i i held a special place in his heart so um all those years ago yeah that kind of gets us to a point where he's writing these letters but did you mention that you all lived even live close to each other well that's funny because when we were on when we were at um riverside air force base um the family uh, my mother and eileen had lost contact and this is the story i was told i don't know my mom could make up stories i'll tell you well that's all (laughs) we have now the oral tradition (laughs) this is a story so she says she was out on the back porch sweeping i believe that because she liked to clean and a woman walks out on her back porch and sweeping and it's eileen <laughs> and so that's how they got back together and they'd known each other in high school and then bang right. just by serendipity right. here right. they are and together. then from yeah. then on they kind of stayed in touch all those years i mean we would visit their home um i can't remember exactly where they were living but it was always exciting to have them come to our home and us go to their home yeah and it was several years before they had children after i was born so, okay. so you were yeah. the only kid in the in the bundle there, right? Exactly in the, in the pod. In the pod, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. did you mention that your dad said, why don't you call Jean? What was it? You had a nickname? Yes, my dad was the one, and Jean told me this too, so it's a, a story from several sources, that um, that the name Uncle Rod, that's what uh-huh. I called Jean, Uncle mm-hmm. Rod, that was my Uncle Rod, and he was very prominent, but it was my dad who named him Rod. So I thought it was interesting that his son is named Rod. <laughs> right. Well, they again, it's the same name. It's Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah. Rod is the nickname for Roddenberry Short. Yeah. 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 So that's how that came about. So yeah. you were just young and starting out at the here in the mid '60s, and we're looking at exactly. these letters. Yeah. So you had been had some training as a dancer as well as some I had acting? trained for, since I was very young. I just right. had a passion for. For dance and I got a scholarship at the American School of Dance in Hollywood to train and I so I was taking like 13 classes a week now Gene knew all of this because he would uh you know check in or whenever we went to visit they'd ask me of course to dance and I was always embarrassed and didn't want to <laughs> humble child no, that mom will... <laughs> that will serve you well yeah no, yeah yeah until you're in in the right in the casting rooms and all that well I mean looking at these letters so so we look at these letters here where he's writing on your behalf and he makes this kind of awkward joke about now, you know, like, I'm not just ra- rising from the casting, the air quote casting couch here. He really is saying this is, you know, an old friend from the war's daughter. Right. And that you've, and he's, he's not going on about your training, but he's doing that with the faith that he's not just doing a blind right. buddy favor here. It's not just, that's wonderful. I mean, I didn't, I did not know those letters existed. Until I found an old box of my mom's with photos and things, and that letter was in it. And I went. Well, we've got from from Gene's files here, we've got a letter he wrote to uh, Bruce Geller, Mission Impossible creator, right? Who's working side by side with him. Now, these are from late 64, so he's heading into making the cage himself here or in, in down that path. Right. And Bruce Geller is, is working on the Mission Impossible pilot at Desilu. So he's right. like, they're like neighboring buddies, but he's also right. writing they to... They were at the same studio, I believe. Right, right, yeah, at Desilu. Because Mission Impossible was filmed at Desilu Gower, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, see, you say Desilu Gower. You're, you're very specific there, yeah. Not, not Desilu Culver, right? No. Nope. Uh, Matthew Rapp here, Slattery's people... For everybody that didn't know, Slattery's People was a was a one. It only yes. lasted one season, but it was a cultural. Richard Crenna was this idealistic yes. young state legislator who went to the state capitol. They actually, I was reading some trivia. They actually, the day they started filming their pilot was November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. So he's halfway filming his show about the idealistic young lawmaker on the day John right. F. Kennedy is shot as they start filming, which That's right. may have been part of the reason why people weren't in an idealistic mood that season, but had right. a lot of, Ed Asner had a lot of guest stars. So Matthew Rath here is, is, um, is a big guy at the time. Frank Price is another letter. He's the, he, it's addressed to the Virginian, which was one of the top four or five Westerns in there behind Gunsmoke and Bonanza. Right, right. Um, and then... Um, Irving Elfman also worked on Slattery's, uh, Slattery's People there that we were just talking about. He'd also been on Ben Casey. Later on, he worked on The High Chaparral. And Aaron Rubin, there it's addressed to uh, N.K. of Gomer Pyle, which was not a Desilu show, but they filmed at 40 Acres. You know, it was on Desilu property out of the Andy Amazing. Griffith family. So all of these, um, Amazing. All of these uh, producers are <laughs> top-notch, high-profile producer. He's writing a personal letter to on your behalf. Right. <laughs> and, right. You did, and you did that get some is... work. Right. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. I did get some work. Um, but I was I was mainly following my dance track. Mm -hmm. So I did. I was doing a lot of. I was doing a lot of different shows. I did the Dean Martin and Lucille Ball and um, Andy. Were you Williams. one of the Dingaling girls on <laughs> Dean uh, Martin? I no. No, it's just okay. one of the dancers. Mm -hmm. Well, I Not don't know company. if that's what we were called. It could have been. Well, the, his his ensemble of girl dancers was called yes. the Dingaling Girls. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I did a lot of television and motion picture things along the way. You know, so mm -hmm. so so Star Trek when it came about was another job, right? Right. You know, it just felt like another job. It wasn't. Um, because he was my uncle. It was because, right. you know, I had worked. So Gene, he's writing to everybody else here to trying to, to, to do a favor for the dad and also to you, because I think he believes that you're a good kid and talented and, and as worthy as everybody yes. else is out yes. there. And it's good to know that he does come through himself. But did any of these other producers, did any of these other shows we're talking about here? Um, I don't recall. No, I did not do any other work as an actress, as I recall. I mean, I did Dr. Kildare, I think, and a couple of uh, shows yeah. around, but I would have to rack my brains to remember exactly. Yeah. But I do remember going on interviews. I do remember getting calls and going on an interview. Now, did, um, did you do background work and, and uh, you know, dialogue yes, pieces yes. both? Yeah. Yes, I did both. Yeah. I did. Because I think I, I think your IMDb's may not reflect, you know, as much of the uncredited work as you're probably entitled to then because they're looking probably, at credits. Probably yeah. not. I haven't yeah. looked at it closely and I would have to go back and really think it through. We should get that. We should get that updated. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I definitely should. We should work yeah. on that. Well, listen, um, you did get to work on Star Trek, and I, I just feel like that's worth a whole other conversation. So let me let me ask you a favor. Sure. Let me ask you a favor. Could you uh, come back and join us for another session and talk about just Star Trek? Because you had a very infamous beginning on Star Trek, and I want to make sure we get to tell yeah. that story, too. Of course. I would really enjoy that. Thank you. Thank I you. would love Thank to. Thank you so much. This is interesting. So it's just it's good to see that... Um, it's interesting the way these letters began, but now that we know the backstory uh, of you and the family, even much less your own career, that's uh, that's an awesome way to start off. So I'm, I'm glad if you can come back and join us again. Thanks. I would love to, Larry. Thank you. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. <laughs> All of our documents and your chance to comment, of course, are available at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47, that's me, at LarryNimichek.com. And that's where you can link in for all the new Trek file swag and shirts at our Tee Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.